This is the CG Business Advisor, brought to you by CG Tax Audit and Advisory. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. And for more information about CG Tax Audit and Advisory, simply head to cgteam.com. If you're not doing so already, be sure and follow the podcast and make sure you never miss an episode. Joining us this episode is Elisa Gelbard, the founder and CEO of Point Road Group, a women-owned and women-led unique branding firm that helps companies deliver a consistent, positive brand experience through their people. In addition to oversight of the firm, Elisa advises select companies, leads the executive branding practice, and is a fierce advocate of getting more women into the C-suite and boardroom. As an experienced speaker, Elisa loves discussing the power of personal branding, communicating with impact, preparing effectively for a board search, and leveraging LinkedIn. Elisa, before we get started about Point Road Group, I want to talk about your personal background. Uh, What were you doing? What was your career like? Everything that led you to becoming the founder and CEO of Point Road Group. Sure. So, well, I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. So when, in terms of how I started the company. So my background's marketing and branding. And I was in the sports marketing, technology consulting, and biomedical research industries. And in those roles I held, I always built and led teams and was often asked by other people in other departments, kind of, you know, unofficially for advice on hiring and business development. It was never part of my job, but it was always a lot of fun. And at the same time, because I was hiring and involved in kind of helping people with business generation advice, friends and family would ask me for advice, you know, when they're looking for new roles or looking to excel in their current role. And whether it was resume help or networking, all of it was fun. And I I never realized at the time that I was totally laying the groundwork for my company. And what happened was when it got to the point where people I didn't know started reaching out to me for help, I was like, wait a minute. Um, I think I should hang up a shingle and, you know, and just get paid to do this. So I did that simultaneously while I was, you know, while I held a, a corporate role and business started to grow. And then I had to hire someone to help. And I think it was because I had a strategic approach to how people market themselves for professional success. But it got to a point where I was working two full-time jobs, never, you know, and and I realized that I had to give something up that it was, you know, was not sustainable for the long term. And I really loved helping the people part of things. So I Flipped the switch and never looked back. And when I started Point Row Group, we focused just on executive branding. So, you know, job seekers, you know, resume, LinkedIn, bios, coaching, you know, career coaching, all that. And then we added board director branding um, as I became interested in the space. And then, um, then the company evolved where people we worked with individually would say, this was so helpful for me. Could you hum- come help my company? And then we kind of turned the tables and uh, and kind of flipped in terms of what our focus was. And that's how we got to where we are today. So have you noticed a, a big difference between personal branding and a corporate branding? So good question. So it's really the same principle. So I always like to break it down to kind of branding 101. You know, think about who are you trying to reach? What's the message? What's going to resonate with them? Once you have that message, then you have to communicate it consistently because that's how brands, any kind of brand, you know, get stronger is that consistent communication of the right message to the right people. So it's very, very similar. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about from a company branding perspective, how important are the employees as a part of that branding process? They are so huge. And I think people don't realize how big 
of an, uh, of a role they play in a company's brand experience. Because think about it, like every touch point you have in terms of how you communicate or interact with a prospect, with a client, with a potential employee, that impacts what someone thinks about you and your company. So it's not just about you, you know, there's that association. So an individual behavior or habit or how they engage with others, you know, and that's virtually and in person can really have a big impact on business. So, you know, if you have a positive or a negative interaction that influences trust and confidence in a relationship, and that will then in turn influence an opportunity and revenue, you know, whether it's like, you know, an email introduction for a business referral. If someone does that and you take a week to respond, it's not just about your slow response time. That's the way people will associate with that, that with the company brand and you lose an opportunity. So you and the company will lose the opportunity. How you treat maybe um, a prospect or a potential employee, you know, if you're distracted, especially on video, if you're distracted, you know, and not fully engaged and doing other things, you make people feel less important. And then so that again is that individual brand, that brand experience translates to the company brand experience and people will feel not so important. They may look elsewhere. Or I guess the last example I could think of is, you know, if you have an account team and if they're always late for meetings with a client or they reschedule client meetings or move them all the time or they're not fully prepared, the client will then lose brand trust because of a person's behaviors. And then maybe because of that, they then don't go to the next stage in an engagement or, you know, renew a contract or, um, or expand the business. So those are all just examples of where, how an individual behavior actually plays a huge role um, in the company's brand and brand experience and ultimately on business. Now, what else can happen if you're not on the same page? So if the company is conveying one message or, or one brand value and the employee is doing something different. Yeah, that can be, when things aren't in alignment, that inconsistency creates a question in someone's mind. And that's, that's where you're, you're, you know, a sign of trouble. So like if you have a leadership team or a sales team or someone in HR and they all talk about the company differently, that weakens the message. You know, one of the exercises we like to do with clients is just to start is, you know, you sit around the table and whether it's, you know, maybe it's leadership or sales team and just say, okay, everybody talk, you know, describe the company. And you usually get a bunch of different responses that's going to weaken the brand message outwardly. So for example, we had a client who they were an insurance company and they almost lost a really big new client and they got the feedback. Why? And what was that? Because during those initial business, you know, the, the, the meetings to close the business, they had the people who were involved, you know, some talked about some of this a certain um, kinds of products that they focused on. Others talked about different types of clients and they had this the, the prospect had this you know, inconsistent picture in their mind and they weren't sure if this was the right fit for them. So getting everybody on the same page is really important. Same thing um, if, you know, one of the things we see a lot and I'm sure you hear a lot is, you know, everybody's a customer first company and, you know, they focus on, we respond promptly to every client, no matter who they are. But in reality, a lot of companies don't do that. So when you think about the brand value of we put customers first, well, you see a lot of times where, companies put, oh, if you're a big client, you get, you, you know, you're put first and you get the super fast response time. But if you're a smaller client, maybe, you know, oh, they requires a lot of extra handholding and they're not really big, you know, and maybe we take a couple of days to get back to them and we're not on top of things, then that can impact that business. So when they're, when that's the company's value is, you know, customers first and fast response, but then when people 
don't do that, then that can impact, you know, account growth, account retention. And so, you know, it's really, really critical to not just get everybody on the same page, you know, and say, okay, here's the message that you have to, that you should be communicating. And here's our brand values that you should align with, but they have to understand why, you know, and, and how it will not only help them be successful, but also help the company. So, you know, kind of giving the, the larger picture and then kind of how habits and things that you can do to improve that consistency and well, alignment. Yeah, I guess some of the things that you mentioned, uh, the inconsistencies are certainly red flags, uh, but yeah. are there any other warning signs that could indicate that a company's brand is at risk? Yeah, oh, there's there's a lot, and but there's some quick, easy ones that you can look at. One is really simple, it's LinkedIn. And we see this all the time. So if someone, you know, you look at how, um, how kind of the more visible people are represented on LinkedIn. So whether, you know, again, executive team, sales team, business development, HR, if they have weak profiles, then that can often show, you know, okay, someone maybe doesn't care, take pride in their company. And, you know, just on its own, yeah, okay, maybe they're not as visible, but think about the credibility that if you're referred, you know, if someone is referred to, let's say your firm, right? They're looking for, let's say they're looking for a new accounting firm and they're looking at, oh, who, the pe who are the people? I know I have a meeting coming up and they see, you know, something that's outdated or careless, they're starting to do brand association. So, you know, and the same, it's also really critical. And I think increasingly so um, still with when you're looking for um, new employees, when they're looking at who are the people who I'd be working with, you know, that can have that. That's an easy indication. So LinkedIn um, company messaging, not being in alignment. I mean, the, the quick one we always recommend is look at how you describe your company on your website and look at the um, about section on LinkedIn, if there's different and there is an inconsistency, that's a flag um, because then the chances are your employees are talking about the company or writing about the company differently too. Um, and I'd say another one is like even cameras on, cameras off. That That's already giving you a quick indicator, especially if it's something um, external and you know that people have, you know, some people have their cameras off, that, that's, a, that's a quick flag. We actually, um, we created a very quick brand consistency assessment. It's like a two and a half minute um, survey and it helps you shed light on some of those key areas where your brand is at risk, risk, but they're also areas that are easy to fix. And, you know, that's something I'm happy to share with anybody who's interested, but it's, I, I think people don't realize that there are obvious things and they're relatively easy to fix. I mean, obviously there, there are areas of our expertise, so I say easy, but, you know, generally speaking, it's not a, you know, two-year problem that takes forever. It's something that can be fixed relatively quickly. Is that assessment something that's publicly available, like on your website or, or is that something that you provide for clients like in an, in, in an initial consultation? Uh, that's something that we do provide to a prospect uh, or anybody who's interested. And I'm happy to share that with, with anybody. It's, it's a nice, easy way to kind of see also very visually where, where you're at risk. Love that. Uh, so let's talk about some ways a business can improve their branding. Can you do that through the people that you have working for you? Absolutely. Um, that's why we're in business, of course. And what you want to start with is, Assessing where you need improvement, you could do that through the assessment I mentioned or in other other ways, but we also even do deep dives when we're working with someone. But you, you then once you figure out where those areas are that you need to improve, where you're at risk, then 
you know, you develop a program to one by one um, address those areas and, and really not just, I think one of the problems that we see companies make often is they'll address a couple of parts of them, but not um, stay in touch and evaluate, monitor progress and reinforce until there's positive change. That's what we do. So, which is where we found is a lot more effective. When we first started doing this, we didn't stay in as close touch. So, you know, clients would make some progress, but not the where the full success where they really needed for that positive long-term change. So we kind of adapted what we do and that and we find that that's really helpful because it you can't change someone's habit or behavior overnight, but if you kind of go with them through and make sure and reinforce then you can you can certainly do that. And of course, communication both externally and internally are important to your brand. And you want to make sure that, you, as you mentioned, everyone's on the same page, but just communicating to your employees, that is really one of the most important steps. Oh my God. It, it's so, I, I think communications is really the most critical thing to business, both internally, you know, of course, how you manage your people and, and build and maintain and grow your culture. And then of course, externally and how, your employees communicate with everybody, you know, any, any stakeholder, a client, prospect, investor, talent, you know, you know, your referral partners. It's so, so important. And it's really, I think what impacts what people think, you know, that has the largest impact of how people think about a company and whether it's virtual communication in person, you know, I think it's the seemingly smaller things that can tend to have a bigger impact. And, you know, even when it's something like written, like, of course, you know, I mentioned response time earlier, but, you know, tone, follow up, who you even include in your in your messaging, you know, there, there's so many different things. We, we spend a lot of time with companies on kind of communication habits, because you fall into these, um, these habits that you don't realize aren't, you know, can weaken what you're doing, even verbal communication, your word choice, your tone, your inflection, and in person when you're doing it, you know, your body language, your eye contact. All of those little things actually really go into effective communication and communication is then, you know, the first reflection of a brand. You mentioned earlier cameras on, cameras off uh, mm. as a way to, you know, kind of assess uh, a company's brand or a personal brand. So talk a little bit more about your professional presentation, both in person and virtually and how important that is. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, I think they're equally important and, you know, Focusing on one or the other is not what, you know, you got to focus on both and people are and of course, the world has changed. So a lot of people are working um, virtually or hybrid and you have to pay close attention to that as if you were, you know, in the office, in a, in a, in an, um, in a meeting room, you know, wherever you are, everything matters. So people are visual, you know, how you walk into a room or what people see when you turn on your camera is such an important first impression. And you, you know, it doesn't take that much to do a great job, but it also doesn't take that much to do, you know, a not so great job. And then that becomes harder to undo. So really paying attention to how you're coming across virtually to people, you know, whether it's like, think of a meeting, you know, it's how you even lead or participate in something matters, you know, on video and in person. And that could be the difference in someone being turned off um, or, you know, a prospect being turned off or a, a key new hire deciding, eh, I'm going to go, you know, somewhere else or a client not renewing a contract all because of your 
your behaviors, both in person and virtually, you know, staying engaged, being present. I think it's a lot easier to be distracted too when you're working virtually and showing that you are fully paying attention, um, respecting the person that you're with and making them feel like they're the most important, you know, person in the room virtually or, you know, or physically, I think is important. Same thing when you're leading presentations, you know, if you're the, you're involved in, um, you know, the, the teams that are involved with generating new business and doing presentations in person or virtually, you're always representing your company and your company's brand as well as yourself. So your professional presentation, how you speak, what you look like, what you wear, all of, you know, where your eye contact and body language are, those are all critical, critical things. You mentioned LinkedIn as well earlier. What are some tips or some methods that someone can use or a company can use to enhance their personal branding? Oh boy, I could talk about LinkedIn forever. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> so. You know, I think when you want to think about if you're looking at your own profile, you know, does it represent who you are today and who your company is today? If someone looks at it, can looks at it, can they get a sense really of who you are, what you do, that kind of the value that you bring, and what's unique to you, or is it just kind of the top lines, bare bones? I can barely figure out who this person is. You know, it should be current complete, you know, have accurate information and not have, gosh, forget about, you know, having, you know, typos and things. I just can't believe that people still have those, the, that that still happens now. But I think the, the easiest way to sharpen your presence is to focus on just a few key sections, which would be your headshot. Does it look like who you are today? Is it professional? Does it reflect your level, your headline? Is it just your title and company or does it actually give you a sense more about you know, that value that you bring your summary, same thing, looking at your story, who are you? Um, and, um, and your experience, especially your current role. If someone's looking, you know, if someone's making an introduction, let's say they're introducing the two of us and you go to look at my profile and you just see a title at, you know, at my company now that doesn't really give you a sense of anything about me. So I think those are quick, easy places to start. They really will, um, rel pretty easily increase your credibility and visibility just by focusing on those areas. And then if you want to take it a step further in terms of your LinkedIn presence, in terms of your brand, and then of course it helps the company's brand too, is um, engaging in content. So, you know, liking, commenting, posting, et cetera. Um, that really elevates your brand, but you really want to focus on your profile first and then go to the content engagement. Let's talk more about Point Road Group. Uh, what kind of services do you offer for businesses uh, and other things about your company that we should know about? Sure. So we're a unique branding firm and we help B2B companies deliver a positive, consistent brand experience through people like we've talked about. And clients come to us because both the company and its employees aren't really communicating the brand value the way they should be. So they see lower prospect and customer engagement, you know, which of course weakens sales. And we, we sharpen how employees really present themselves in person and virtually. So they're always demonstrating brand excellence. We do it through, we have, you know, three-step process where we do a pretty deep dive discovery. Then we design a customized program that's very, very importantly, that's measurable. We're not one and done. So we monitor that progress. Um, we reinforce when we're doing the third step, which is delivery. Um, and we continue until there's positive change. And, you know, our goal is to change habits and behaviors um, over, you know, over time. And one of the characteristics of the, a lot of the clients we work with is they're growing and they're, they're um, bringing on new people. So our approach is not, you know, 
not just to come in and train who's there, because if we do that, that's great for everybody who's there, but what about people who join the company afterwards? So we have programs and, and um, touch points in set up. So when you add people, that they also get the benefit of the work that we've done with the company. And we also do speaking engagements and you know individual executive branding, but um, when we work across industries, and but the key is really understanding where the company is going, where they wanna go, where their problems are and understanding what their problems are, and then designing a program where they're, we're partnering with them uh, to help them really fix those problems and grow fast. And you're a fully remote company too. How, how do you support one another that way? Yeah, oh, that's an interesting one because we um, we used to you know be in the office. We became remote during the pandemic and haven't looked back. And what it's enabled us to expand our team, you know, across the U.S. versus just being based in New York or across the country. We have um, you know our our client work before the pandemic was partially virtual, so it wasn't a big adjustment. We still go on site for some clients, but you know we um, we do hybrid. Um, or virtual in-person, you know, we're happy to go anywhere. And same with for our speaking engagements. As a fully remote company, though, we make an extra effort to stay connected. So we, of course, have, you know, our tons of meetings, but we also have weekly, uh, a weekly all-hands meeting where we cover some work-related things, but it's really just to stay connected and talk about literally anything. Um, and we do you at least quarterly, if not more, um, bonding events, virtual events, since we are all over the place. We do, you know, some people in certain regions will get together. Um, but, you know, we really make that extra effort and it does take an extra effort. And we have a cat, we have a camera on policy. So we see each other always. So, you know, even if someone isn't in an ideal location or looking their best, we have, you know, totally no judgment zone and it enables people to really, um, stay connected and take a meeting if they're, you know, somewhere that's less than optimal, but still be connected versus um, just be, you know, a black uh, rectangle. And we're a fully female team, which we're certainly proud of. Um, and as we've grown, we've been able to um, stay that way. So that's that's an exciting part of the business, too. I love that. Uh, where can our listeners go to learn more about Point Road Group and to reach out to you personally? They can go to our website at pointroadgroup.com and they can also check us out on LinkedIn. So we're on our, it's uh, linkedin.com slash company slash pointroadgroup. And they can certainly reach out to me too on LinkedIn. Elisa, great stuff. Thank you so much for your time and uh, the information about Point Road Group. And uh, I, I'm sure our listeners got a lot out of it because I know I did. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. For more information about CG Tax Audit and Advisory, you can head to cgteam.com. Once again, make sure you're following the CG Business Advisor podcast wherever you get your podcasts from and make sure you never miss an episode. If you haven't listened to any of our prior episodes, they're all available for you. Simply go to the podcast feed and select on an episode of your choosing as we talk about a different business-related topic on each and every episode. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it and we will speak to you next time here on the CG Business Advisor.